The IZ Robot Stuck at Home Show. Hey kids, it is me, IZ Robots, and we're back for another super exciting episode of The Stuck at Home Show. That's a show in which we're trying to, uh, we're trying to turn those sad moods into glad moods. It's a rough time out there in the world today. We got, we got this bug. It's making us wear masks. It's making us stay in the house. It's, it's like, it's whack, man. But we're doing what we can do to get through. And I'm here to help you make it to the other side. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope all the dads out there had a good uh, Father's Day. I, I'm going to start off the show this week by giving you guys a tale. A tale of woe. A tale of lament, a tale of my, a tale of my bad Father's Day weekend. Let's, let's start at the beginning. I, I really do value Father's Day as a holiday. I take a lot of pride in being a father. I take pride in my family and, and the child we've raised. I, I put a lot of work in. I put a lot of time and I have a lot of pride in that time that I've spent. And I, I don't feel bad about being celebrated for the sacrifices that I've made. I don't feel bad about being celebrated for the work that I've done. I enjoy it. I I want the adoration of my family. What's wrong with that? But I I was sitting out in front of the house, right? I'm sitting at this picnic table that we have out by the garage. It's kind of like a kind of like a little workbench. The wife pots plants out there. We do whatever. I'm sitting, I'm sitting right there. I'm wearing my A's baseball hat. It's like 78 degrees. It is lovely out. It's in the it's in the late afternoon, like four, four thirty or five, something like that. I have the radio. In the garage, my Sony boombox is playing the oldie station, and I'm sitting out front, noodling around with my bike. I'm repairing a flat that I got over the weekend. I've been meaning to do it earlier, but I kept I kept putting it off, and I had some extra time, so I'm like, you know, let's do this flat. So I I'm taking my bike apart, taking the tire off, taking the chain, you know, pulling the inner tube out. When when I see the neighbors from across the street, it's two kids. This is the kid who came to me that one day and accused me of stealing his dog. It's that family from a few episodes back. So I see them coming across the street and they're walking in my direction, but it might not be my direction. It might just be they're walking across the street. It might be that they're going to the, our little library. I don't know, but I I see them coming, but I'm not really paying attention because I, I do kind of expect them to um to veer off. But they they keep coming in my direction. They come into my driveway and they're... They're standing in front of me before I know it. And this is weird because we do not talk a lot. We don't have like the greatest relationship that there's that there's ever been. But I, I see him standing there and I go, hey, what can I what can I do for you guys? And the mom, like she starts nudging the girl. The girl's like, I don't know. I'm thinking like fifth or sixth grade, maybe like somewhere in that neighborhood. But um, she's she's nudging her. She's going, go ask him, ask him, ask him. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be a doozy. I don't want to get involved with whatever it is, but I I got to hear it out. And finally, the girl goes. Can you watch our dogs for the weekend? We're going camping. Can you watch our dogs? So I, I turn and I, I look at the mom and I go, you need me to, to watch your dogs while you're gone? They have two dogs, a Pomeranian and then like one that's, it's like super small. It is like microscopic. This dog is like, it's like a hamster. I'm not even kidding. It is so, it is so small. It's like the size of like an adult rat, like a, like a, a large adult rat, but it's, it's small, but it has like. A lot of fur, but the head is like the size of a walnut. Very small dog, but I like it. I've seen this dog a few times. I found this dog lost a few times and, and, and brought it home, but I, I really didn't want to get involved with this because I, I don't like these people a ton. I don't think that they're they're great folks. I live in a very nice, very friendly neighborhood. I 
I get waves when I'm walking around, when I'm out walking the dog. It's turned into like this whole, um, this whole social to-do. Everybody's very, very friendly. I enjoy everyone in my neighborhood for the most part. And I, I don't get along great with these people. They're loud. They're very loud. They litter like their yard is full of garbage. I, I just don't like them very much. They're not like the nicest people in my opinion, but that's, that's neither here nor there. I, I kind of get some more details. What they want is for me to let their dogs come over and stay at my house. And I'm not, I'm not really down for that, to be honest, because I don't know their dogs all that well. I've never really met them before. And I don't really like, I don't really know these people very well. I, I do find their dog, it gets out all the time. And I'm always bringing it back over to their house. And that's, that's pretty much my only interactions, except for a couple times in the past. And if you if you listen to the Patreon-only show, this is something you already know. I talk about it on the show there. A couple times in the past, they've thrown, like, incredibly raucous parties. Like, super ruckus parties. And I, like, I'm not a stick in the mud, dude. I don't care. If you want to party hard on the weekend, if you want to party hard during the summer, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna object. I'm really not. I'll, I'll let you live your life. But this was, like, this was, like, two Tuesdays. During this, like, one or two month period of time. And they had, like, band, a band, like, in their yard one time. And the time they had, like, a DJ. And it was, like, it was so loud on, like, a Tuesday on a school night. And I went over there and I said, hey, man, you know, this is, like, a school night, dude. Is there any way you can take it down a notch, right? And the first time I did it, the guy was super drunk. Like, he was, like, drunk. And he was, he was friendly enough. Not, like, super accommodating to me. But he was, like, friendly enough that I was able to just kind of kind of brush it off but then like later they had another party and this time they had like a band and it was so loud it was like on a Tuesday we had to get the get the kid up for school the next day and there were like there were like people in the street like drinking in the street and partying in the street it was it was whack so I had to go over there and go come on man just come on help me out turn this down just a notch take it down a notch and the the wife opened the door this time and she pretty much told me she's just she's gonna do what she wants and she slammed the door in my face like slammed it like hard and I'm like all right I guess that's how it is you know I I tried to be a nice guy I wanted to have a decent relationship to the best of my ability if somebody asked me to turn it down if I'm playing music really loud which I do from time to time every once in a while I'll rock it out and I'll be playing public enemy at full volume if somebody somebody came over and they said hey man this is bothering me can you turn it down I would say oh I'm sorry yes I will I'll turn it down just to maintain peace in the neighborhood we all live right next to each other Let's not have beef. Let's have peace. But I got the door slammed in my face. And it was weird to me that they were asking me to do this. But at the same time, I'm I'm a nice guy. And if possible, I, I, I would want to mend the fences. So I said, look, I'll go over and I'll walk your dogs and I'll feed your dogs and I'll make sure your dogs have water. But I don't really want them sleeping over in the house. Do they sleep in your house or do they sleep outside? I kind of thought they slept outside because I hear barking all the time. But... This was, this was confirmed to me that they, in fact, sleep in the backyard. So I said, look, I'll just take care of them, and then I'll put them in the backyard, and in the morning, you know, I'll take them out, and I'll walk them again. I didn't really want to get involved, but I did want to, I did want to be a good neighbor, and I, I agreed to do it. And while we're, while we're talking, she just kind of, like, I remember this. She kind of, like, offhandedly mentioned, yeah, we were going to get my brother Mark to do it, but he, he, he was busy. And I'm like, oh, okay, great to know I'm, like, your second, second choice. But at any rate, she did mention this, and then they left, like, they left at, like, five or six. I saw him drive away. I did ask them, and this is kind of a crucial component. I said, look, when you leave, let me know so that I know I'm taking over. Just let me know when you go. But they didn't let me know 
when they left. And this didn't seem like out of the norm because they're not like they're not like incredibly considerate people. For, the, for, like, by and large. But I just, I kind of said, eh, it probably just slipped her mind. No big deal. So then the wife gets home from work, and we head over to their yard to, like, feed the dogs. The wife likes the dogs. They're cute. They're cute dogs. They're nice dogs. So we feed the dogs. We play with them a little bit. And then we decide, why don't we bring them over to our house? And they can hang out with our dogs for a little bit. That'll be fun. So we brought them over. But they're, like, running around the house, and they're, like, barking and yapping. And it was just, like, it was just not good. It was not a good fit. My dogs were fine with it, but they were just like running and running and yapping. And it just, it wasn't going to work. So we're like, let's, let's take them back across the street. Let's just return into the yard. And then we, we fed them and did everything. We played with them. We threw the ball for them and did all this stuff. We were actually pretty decent about it, I thought. So we, we put them in there, shut the gate. And then I, I wanted to be like super sure. I looked over the gate. I looked over the top of the gate. I stood on a rock and I looked over the gate to see that they were both in there. I just wanted to be like super duper sure. And I pulled on the gate before we left. The wife pulled on the gate to verify that it was locked. And we both, we both left feeling very secure that the dogs were in there. Then we sat home. We watched like a couple episodes of Mad Men. And then it was like bedtime. And I said, you know, I'm just going to go over there one more time and look over the fence just to be sure. Because I'm Johnny Conscientious, dude. I'm Johnny Conscientious. I tried to do a good job. So I go over there and I look over the fence. And I don't see the dogs. It's not a big yard. I don't see the dogs. So I open the gate and I go in and I use my phone like a flashlight and I'm like, I cannot find the dogs anywhere. So I'm gone for a while looking for the dogs all around the yard. And the wife finally comes over. She's like, hey, what's going on? And I go, I can't find the dogs. I think they got out. They're gone. I think they're gone. So I'm like, I'm looking around. She's looking around. And this is like 1130, 1145 at night. So we're looking around the yard. We can't find them anywhere. And then I noticed that like the sliding glass door was a little bit open. So I'm thinking maybe they went in the house. So I pulled it a little bit and I went like into the kitchen and I looked around. I looked around. I called the dogs. I'm like, dogs, dogs, dogs. No sign of the dog. So I I did kind of like I ventured into the living room and I looked around. And then I noticed they had like an alarm. They had like an ADT alarm on the door. So I'm like, oh, snap. So we left, right? We ran out of the house. But like, I'm like really nervous. I'm really anxious because I'm thinking... We lost the dogs. I'm thinking the dogs are lost. I cannot believe this. I, I I failed in this one thing that they've asked me. So like the wife and I go around at like, by this point it's like midnight. I'm like walking around the neighborhood with flashlights, like looking for the dogs in the bushes, we're looking everywhere, right? And eventually we just like, we got to give up. We're looking for like an hour and we got to give up because it's like, what are we going to do? So we go home and like, I'm really sweating it. Like I'm sweating it hard and I can see that the wife is sweating it. The wife's got like a really great poker face. But I can see that she's sweating it. She's sweating it heavily. But like, eventually we do manage to get to sleep, right? But um, neither of us slept well. I could tell like I was rolling around and I could I could hear her rolling around. We really, we really only managed to get like a few hours of like decent sleep. And then early the next day, we got up again, got dressed really quickly and we went around again. We were, went around in the, in the daylight looking for the dogs and we, we went like door to door. We went to people's houses because in the, in the past... When I've had a dog lost, the way you always get him back is that somebody finds him. Somebody finds him and they give you a call. But these dogs don't have collars. These dogs don't have tags. They don't have anything. And I I don't even know these dogs' names, to be honest. They didn't tell me the dog's name. So I don't even, like, know what I'm calling. Like, I'm walking around going, dog, dog, dog. 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 And, like, these dogs aren't going to come to me. They're not going to come to me. I'm not their owner. I don't know their name. They've only seen me, like, a few times. But I'm doing my best. We're going around. We're asking people. Hey, uh, I'm sorry to bother you. Have you um have you seen this little this little walnut-headed dog walking around here anywhere? No, I haven't, man. But if I, if I do, I'll let you know. All right. Thanks. I appreciate that. Keep an eye out, please. Nobody has seen these dogs. And in the back of my head, I'm thinking, like, 
somebody has these dogs and they're keeping them because this one's a Pomeranian and this one's like an adorable little walnut head, furry walnut head. People want these kind of dogs and somebody has them and they're probably keeping them. They're just not saying so. Or they found them on the street and they just picked them up and drove away. I'm thinking, I'm thinking the worst. My mind tends to go to the worst in situations like this. I ended up getting into an argument with my wife because we were both so tense. We were both so stressed. We both felt awful. Like we felt awful, like terrible. And we don't even know the names of the dogs or the people across the street. I don't know their first name or their last name. So we have no way to get into contact with them to tell them like what's going on or ask them if they know anything. We have no way to get a hold of them. So like the whole day is like, it's ruined. It's just like a stressful, hard day. I feel terrible. I feel terrible. This is Saturday. The Saturday of Father's Day weekend was spent just, like, looking for a dog in the bushes. Looking for these dogs all over the neighborhood. We're riding our bikes around. We got the kids looking. Like, it's it's awful. I feel terrible. And eventually, like, the day turns to night. And now it's Sunday. It's Father's Day. This day that I love. I love to be treated nice on Father's Day. I was going to eat a hamburger. It was going to be, it was going to be great. And, like, the whole time, I'm just, like... I can't believe what's happening. I can't believe I lost these dogs. I feel so bad. And now I'm thinking like, it's Sunday. Today's Sunday. They're coming home and I'm going to have to tell them what happened. I'm going to have to go over there and break these kids' hearts. Get these people angry at me because I failed. And I'm feeling awful. I'm just like, I'm so tense. The day is not good. I got some nice presents. Everybody was really good to me. But like, I couldn't, I could not, I could not enjoy it at all. And eventually they come home. Eventually they're here and I'm like, all right, I got to face the music. I got to face the music quickly. I got to get it over with like a band-aid. Got to just pull it off. So I go, I go over and I go, hi, I, I can't find your dogs. I went to see him and I told him like the story, the short version. And she goes, oh, my brother Mark picked up the dogs that night, Friday night. I forgot to tell you. I go, what? She goes, yeah, Mark. Mark came to get him. He took him. He took him to his house. They're at his house. I forgot to tell you. We made that plan before we left, and I, I didn't tell you. And I go, you really should have told me, because I was really worried. We spent, like, the whole weekend looking for your dogs. And she goes, oh, well, you know, but you didn't have to do that. Mark had him. And I go, well, we did do that. We did, in fact, do that, because you didn't tell us, and I was trying to be a good person about it. And she goes, well, that's on you. You know, you did that. You looked for the dogs. I didn't ask you to look for the dogs. What do you want me to say? And I go, I don't know. I don't know what I want you to say. I wanted to say something that was really, really not cool. But like, I don't, I don't want to have a fight. I don't want anything like that. And in the back of my head, I'm, I'm relieved that like the dogs are okay. And I'm relieved that it's like not my fault. But it, I'm also like, I'm also mad that this is going on because I could have had like a great Father's Day weekend. I could have had like an amazing time. But in fact, I had a terrible time. I had a terrible weekend because of these dogs and just everything. It was just like... I was so angry that I had to finally just go, all right, I'm going to go home before I start getting upset. I didn't say before I get upset. Finally, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to go home. And I was just like, I was so mad. I tell the wife and now like she's upset and she's mad because we spent so much time looking for the dogs and we were like, we were like so upset. And she tells me, you know, I went to the bathroom and I cried. I cried because I thought we lost these dogs. I feel terrible. And I go, I feel terrible too. And it's not like, it's not like once... Once you find something out, like, the, these awful feelings just, like, float away from your body and now you feel good, you don't. It takes a while for, like, the stress and the pain and the anxiety and all that to go away. So, like, Father's Day was ruined. It was whack. Everybody was nice to me. They tried. We had a cherry pie. But, like, the whole time I couldn't have any happiness because I thought I led 
to these two dogs being lost. It was just, it was just awful, man. I, 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 I've since like looked at it a little bit and I think that, well, they're never going to ask me for anything again. Like ever. They're never going to ask me anything again. So at the very least, I got that going for me that they'll hopefully like avoid talking to me and hopefully like avoid eye contact or avoid any contact to be honest. But man, I, I feel bad, dude. That was whack. You only get these like these special days twice a year. You get Father's Day slash Mother's Day, whatever you happen to be. And then you get your birthday. You get these days where you can be like, celebrate me. I'm important. I'm the best. I'm number one. And one of those days got thrown in the toilet by these creeps across the street. But I did, uh, I did get some fun presents. I'm going to talk about one of them in a sec. Let's, uh, let's just move ahead. Let's forget about this. I'm hoping that, like, I'm hoping that by telling you guys this story that I can just push it out, that I can just be done with it. And I think that will be the case. I think I'm done. I, I know that saying, what is it, where you don't want to let your enemies live in your head rent free. I don't want to fret about this. I don't want to think about this any longer. So now you are no longer in my head rent free. You are evicted. You guys are a bunch of creeps. Let's move into the uh, next one. You can stare at the streets, but the streets stare back at you. All right, we are back. Sorry that story um took so long. That was a doozy, dude. That was the dooziest doozy of any of the doozies we've had so far on the Stuck at Home show. But I, I had to get those guys out of my head, dude. I had to let it all go. I had to move on. I... I got three GI Joes for Father's Day, and over the next um, over the next couple episodes, we're gonna we're gonna go over them one by one because each one is special in its own way. Let's let's start with the first guy. He's from 1985. He was given to me by my lovely daughter 2.0. He came included with his file card, and he is a guy that goes by the name of Tollbooth. Tollbooth is the driver. Of the bridge layer. I don't have the bridge layer. I never have. I've never had toll booth, but now, now I do. He is a dynamite figure. He has like a hard hat. He has like some little dog tags you can see on his chest. And like, and like coolest of all, he comes with a sledgehammer for his weapon. It's kind of a one of a kind in the, the G.I. Joe uh, universe. I, I like this guy a lot. I think he's really, really, really cool. He's one I've wanted for a while. The price on him has gone up. At one point I was looking at him, you can get him for like $10, $15, but it's gone up to like $25 or $30. The, the prices of Joe's are skyrocketing right now. Luckily, the daughter said she got a bargain on him, so I feel I feel good about that. But at any rate, I'm like, I'm really, really happy to have him. He's just, he's like, he's so cool. I think that he's going to become a member of um, Team B, the lower shelf team. I think that that's where we're at right now. I... I might expand and make Team C. I might take up the shelf that's right below him. On that shelf, let's, uh, we're going to spin away from the mic again. I know you guys love that. We're going to see what we have on that shelf right below. There's like a bunch of, um, there's a bunch of muscles, muscle men. There's a couple Rambo figures. There is, uh, a Lincoln Hawk, an over-the-top Lincoln Hawk. It's just kind of, it's just kind of a random action figure shelf. I should probably take all those off and kind of disperse them. To the other shelves and kind of add Team C. That's that's something to think about at a later date. Let's see what it uh let's see what it says here on his uh file card. His real name is Gorin Chuck X Gorin. The X means nothing. He has no middle name. He's a combat engineer. He's from Boise, Idaho. Toll Booth's love for building started when he was six. His parents gave him a construction set and he wore it out. Hmm. Stalker says. We're on our way to an objective and we come to an obstacle that we can't cross. River, crevasse, mountain, whatever. Toll booth will get us across. He can build a bridge out of whatever's there, blast a hole through solid rock, or lay down a four-lane blacktops. 
this man's got magic. I I can see it, man. The way he kind of has his, like, uh, hard hat kind of tilted to the side. I can see some magic there. Also, the dude fights cobras with the sledgehammer, dude. He'll, he'll mash ahead if he has to. He's a maniac. Let's see what my G.I. Joe said. He is named after famous bridge player Charles Gorin. I know that name. Like, if you're ever... If you're ever out, like, doing thrift stores, you're, like, out at the, on the circuit, when you go to the toy section, you'll always find, like, like these bridge sets. And they're always, like, endorsed by Charles Gorin. Uh, a minor character in the G.I. Joe canon, Tollbooth's figure is popular in the secondary market because of its strong aesthetic appeal. His orange hard hat is cocked to the left. His dog hat tags hang casually from his open shirt. And he has an excellent accessory. A gray sledgehammer. It's one of a kind... In G.I. Joe lore. The bridge layer is also known as the, uh, the tossing cross. I, I like the bridge layer. I don't have a lot of room for, um, for vehicles. I wish I did, but I don't. Like, a couple of vehicles will take up an entire shelf. And I just, like, I just don't got the space, dude. I got that Lincoln Hawk action figure from over the top. Taking up space there. But, uh, Tollbooth, you're really great, man. I like you a lot. I, I can see, like... I could have seen having, like, fun adventures with you back in the day. I was really into the bridge layer when I was a kid. I did want it. It has, like, it has, like, a fold-up bridge on the top that you can use to, like, put over, like, a, like, a small little hole or, like, a small little creek. I thought that'd be fun. I always wanted to play with that, but I never, I never got the chance. But now I have Tollbooth, and it's great. Let's, uh, let's move forward, man. We got, like, one or two more things we got to cover before we get up out of here. So let's, uh... Let's move into American Pizza Man right after this. Catching cobras really tough, you know. And cobras up to something back with G.I. Joe. Cobra! Cobra blew up the bridge. Bridge to rescue. Yes, but we catch him. Each sold separately. Introducing barbecue and shipwreck. Bridge layer comes with tow boots, some assembly required. We're going to stop cobra this time. Horse striker comes with crankcase. No. G.I. Joe Bridge Layer comes with driver. Other figures and equipment each sold separately from Hasbro. The only real American pizza made by an American. American Pizza Man. Masai Bindo. American Pizza Man. Masai Bindo. American Pizza. American Pizza. American Pizza. All right, this is me. And I'm back for another exciting segment, another exciting edition of the American Pizza Man. This is this is actually going to be more of a somber edition rather than an exciting edition. This this past week, the the great world of pizza lost the founder of Mambo's, which is which is a Santa Rosa icon, man. Mambo's is the Bombos as far as pizza in Sonoma County. The founder of this lovely joint, a man who goes by the name of Fred Paulus, passed away after. After a long bout with cancer, he was also he was also the founder of Santa Cruz's iconic Pizza My Heart, which is which is believed to be the pizzeria that introduced New York style slices to Northern California. I love Mambo's, and all my run-ins with Mr. Paulus have been nice. He's been sick, he's been sick for a while, and he hadn't been at the place in a while. But his his legacy will live on. I love going to Mambo's. I haven't been there in many, many, many a moons ever since. Ever since the start of the quarantine, sadly, they started a remodel right before everything happened. And the place has just been like, it's been like frozen in time. And I I, I could really use a, a Mambo slice right about now with the 
with the state of the world and everything. From from what I understand, Fred was an icon in the pizza world. He started off at he started off at Paul Schneider's Pizzeria in Rhode Island, which is another another legendary pizza spot. As a matter of fact, I found out that Paul Schneider is the person on the cover of the um, Mambo's Pizza Box. There's like there's like this chap wearing a, a pork pie hat, real cool looking guy. He's like the uh He's like the mascot of Mambo's Pizza. I always called that guy Mambo, but I found out that it is actually Schneider from the famous uh, Rhode Island pizza family, and they they brought him here as a tribute. It's it's nice to learn the lineage of such a delightful, delicious pizza. The guy started in uh, Rhode Island, took it to Santa Cruz, and then he brought the um, the Santa Cruz style that he learned into uh, into Santa Rosa. I I really feel this one in my heart because I. I love Mambo's. Mambo serves a very, very, very high quality product. The sauce is delightful. The dough, the dough is so great. When you're making a pizza, and any of you guys out there who are trying the American Pizza Man lifestyle, you know the dough is the hard part, man. Getting the dough just right is just about impossible. Our guy here over at Mambo's in the newspaper, they gave a, uh, a very nice obit here in the Santa Rosa Press Democrat. And in the obit, he said that he, um, he always liked to proof the dough for two full days. And that's a lot, lot longer than I do. Normally, we'll make the dough in the morning and we, we will try to knead it for like 10 minutes or so. That's the way we've been doing it lately. And we've been getting better, better results. But he would leave it for two full days before, uh, before using it, man. But when you go to Mabo's, dude, the pizza's so great. The dough is so great. It's just... It's just an amazing place. They they have like a real a real small restaurant here in Santa Rosa. And it's directly across from the last record store. So like all the time the wife and I will go shop for records. We'll go dig through the wax and then we'll walk across the street to Mambo's and eat a slice. It's a great way to spend an afternoon. It's just it just feels so real. It feels so great. Like you're walking across the street with your records in your hands. You don't want to leave the records in the car. They'll melt. So you got your records with you and then you're over there sitting and it's just like, you would call it a dive, I guess. Not in a bad way. It just, it's real. It feels real. It's not like a fancy place. It's just like, it's really down to earth. It's in the junior college neighborhood and you'll sit there, look at your records, look at the back while eating delicious pizza. It's just, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I feel so sad to hear uh, Mr. Paulus pass away after a bout with cancer. It's sad. He he was taken from us far, far, far too soon. But at least, at least his legacy will live on at Mambo's Pizza. So it's with a sad heart I say, Fred Paulus, they reminisce over you. This is the Stuck at Home Show on IC Robots Radio. You can bet on that. This is, in fact, the Stuck at Home Show on good old IC Robots Radio. I actually, factually, ventured out of the house the other day. I have not ventured out of the house, and I'm not even kidding, like three months. For anything that wasn't like a grocery-related trip in some way, I... I've been playing it safe, man. I've been staying in the house, but it was it was time, dude. I had to get out. I had to go see something. So we went over to the uh we went over to one of my favorite haunts, the last record store over by Mambo's Pizza, over by the Santa Rosa Junior College, and man, I gotta say, it was so nice to finally 
be out of the house. I couldn't believe it, man. It's like I hadn't been into like a cool environment in so long that I forgot what it was like to be outside. I'm not even kidding. I forgot what it was like to be somewhere that wasn't like wasn't like the grocery store. And you know how it is when you go to the grocery. You're just you're just kind of like hurrying in and hurrying out to the best of your ability. You're not like looking around. You're not like doing anything. Sure, I've been to the Dollar Tree and looked around, but that is at its heart kind of like a grocery-related trip. I have been to Big Lots, but again, grocery-related trip. This was like my first actual factual, like casual, like shopping trip. And man, it was, it was dynamite to be back in the hallowed halls of the last record store again. It was just, it was great. When I went in, the guy who works there, Hoyt, was playing uh, Tyler, the Creator's latest record, last record's called Igor. It was, it was dynamite. The AC was like banging. It was just, it was just like amazing to be in there. I couldn't, I couldn't believe how nice it was. Just like, to just stand there and look through records. So it's just like, look through something that I hadn't looked through previously, because I've gone through like most of my boxes of stuff. I've looked at all my things here in the house like a million times. I was just, I was just over the moon to be doing something. I, I picked up a couple things when I was there. I bought a, uh, I bought a Black Keys record and I got a Serge Gainsbourg record that I, that I've been wanting for a while. And I, I went home and I played them, man. It was just like, it was so nice to, for a while, have like a normal existence. Of course, you gotta wear a mask in Santa Rosa, California. You gotta wear a mask all through the state of California when you go out. And I 100,000% agree with this. The mask will stop the spread of the virus. There is no if, ands, and buts about it. If you don't wear one, you're selfish. If you don't wear one, you only care about yourself, man. It's like, this is like just about literally the least that you can do to help keep other people safe, to help keep yourself safe. So I was doing it, but it's not fun. It's not great. I don't love it. It's not like the greatest thing in the world, but if this is what it takes to like squash the virus, there's no question I'm going to do it. So I was doing it when I was over at the record store and it wasn't awesome to, to be doing that. But like, man, it beats staying at home. It beats doing nothing. It beats looking at my same old tired records for a while. I was just, I was just so happy to be out and so happy to be in the world and to like get and have a new record that I hadn't, hadn't heard before. It was just, it was just delightful, dude. Just great. Just a great time. I think that, uh, I think we're about the, at the, at, at the end. We're getting, we're getting near the end. But before we do, I got a, uh, you know, a couple, a couple big, uh, big announcements. Oh, you know, big, yeah, yeah, big. We're going to say big. The first one, we got a new patron. We got a new show patron. This is a guy who goes by the name of Rick. I know Rick from over on the Facebook group. That's uh, facebook.com backslash IC Robots. He's a great guy. Always throws us a like, throws us a share. He's he's joined the patron army, and we love it. We think it's great. Every time we get a new patron, I feel so good. I really, I really do. And, and during this upsetting uh, Father's Day weekend, I'm like, I'm like at the... I'm at the record store and I get an email that says I got a new patron and I got to say it really, 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 really made my day. So Rick, I, I appreciate that. I do. I definitely do. I hope that, I hope that you're enjoying all the patron exclusive content. This, this past weekend, I dropped a show called Message in a Bottle. It's like an hour long mixtape, just a bunch of songs that I enjoy with me in between playing the radio DJ, talking about why I like the song, what makes the song fun for me. I I've been working on that for a while. I started it up and then like everything happened and I completely forgot about it and I saw the file. So I, I jumped back in and completed that and I, it's gotten good reviews. Everybody who's reached out to me said that they enjoyed it and I hope that, I hope that my new guy Rick, 
I hope that you're enjoying it. I hope my guy Phil, Phil the last patron, I hope that you're enjoying all the patron content. Go dig into the patron-only show. I think that they are a masterpiece of comedy and also of creativity. I'm just kidding, but they are a lot of fun. They're a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. The POS, the patron-only show. I think that... I think that I I love getting a new patron more than like a lot of things in my life. It just really makes me feel appreciated. It's not even it's not even the money, but I do like the money, but it's more just like it's more like having somebody out there enjoying what I do, appreciating what we're doing here at IC Robot Radio enough to like take some of your hard-earned ducats and throwing them our way. So, Rick, I appreciate that. Phil, I appreciate that. All you guys who've stuck with us for the long haul, I appreciate you. I want you to know there hasn't been there hasn't been as many Patreon shows as, as in the past, but, like, doing this two a week, man, it's it's a lot of work, and I haven't had the time to, like, really dig in and make a POS, but I hope that, I hope that's fine. I hope that you understand. I'm sure you do, man. Two a week is great. It's more than, more fun than getting, like, a new patron show every every month, but uh, I gotta say, dude, it's it's a grind. It's a grind. So, with, with all that said, I gotta, I gotta drop some bad news. I'm not gonna be doing a Tuesday show again this week. I really need, like, time to get my creativity back. And I was hoping that, like, this Father's Day weekend was gonna be the thing that was really gonna bring it back. But then it turned out so whack that, like, it was the opposite of rest. I was having a hard time sleeping. I was a hard time focusing. It was, it was rough. I know that, like, I know that some of you guys are gonna have listened to that story in the first segment. And you're gonna think, like, well, it doesn't seem like a big deal. It just seems like a misunderstanding. And it was... It was that. I don't think that there was, like, malice intended more than there was, like, just a miscommunication. Maybe, like, a little inconsideration in there. I I don't know. But the fact that, like, I spent the entire weekend thinking that I lost their dogs was, like, it really ate at me. Because I, I care about dogs. I care about animals. I care about the safety of animals. And when when I was in place, in place with this with this trust, I, I just, I felt like such an idiot. I felt like... I felt like such a bad person. I, it, it, it was all compounded by the fact that, like, these dogs get out all the time. Like, they get out all the time. And I'm always thinking to myself, what a bunch of knuckleheads across the street. They really should do more to keep their dogs in, in, in safety. And then I'm given, like, I'm given the chance to keep their dogs safe, and I blew it. I blew it. It was just, like, it was eating me up emotionally. It was eating me up morally. Like, I, I, I get anxiety. Like, like pretty, pretty bad anxiety. I get pretty bad worry. I've, I've learned to combat it in many different ways over the years. But like when something like, when something bad like this happens, when something like really bad happens, it, it, it starts to bother me. Like I get tense, I get headachey, just everything you can imagine happens. And like, I spent the whole weekend just like, just not knowing what was going on and just feeling bad. So I'm going to I'm going to take this weekend, I'm going to try to get myself back together, I'm going to try to get focused, going to try to get these creative juices going. You guys will be, you guys will be fine. Trust me. If you need more Icy Robots, if you feel like you need some more Icy Robots, hop on over to Patreon like our dude's Rick, like our dude Phil, and just like sign up. Just sign up. It's like a dollar a month, two dollars a month. Throw me whatever you can. Throw anything my way. Supportthereport.com and you will find so many fun shows. I think there's like, I'm serious, I think there's like 50 shows over there that you can get for as little as a dollar a month. And it's it, it's good. They're all good shows. The POS is, in my opinion, the best of all the shows we produce here on IC Robots Radio. Of course, I realize I'm biased, but it's it's a good show, man. There's a ton of, like, my mixtape show, uh, the the old IC Robots show. There's, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff there. There's, like, there's interviews that I've uh, recorded from cons. There's, like, a whole Warriors panel with the guys from the Warriors movie. There's 
There's a panel with LeVar Burton. There's there's a lot of good stuff. Just hop on over there right now. Supportthereport.com. Look at all the stuff there and decide for yourself whether you think it's worth like a couple dollars a month. It is. It definitely is. And plus, it makes me feel better about myself. Makes me feel like you guys love me and I hope that you all do. So until we meet again, this is your guy, Icy Robot, saying do the time. Don't let the time do you. Times seem hard right now. But you gotta believe things are getting better. Birds are migrating again. Rains are back. Stuff's, stuff's getting better. Things are getting better. Testing one, testing one, testing one, 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 testing one, 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 testing one, testing one, 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 one. This has been an IC Robots Radio production.